I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live coast to coast on the BeckQL Network. It is BeckQL Daily alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. It's a Friday. Sorry. Um, lightning bets before we wrap up. You can watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BeckQL. Two-minute drill in just a couple of minutes as well. Uh, we go to college and NBA basketball, NBA card tonight, uh, and co- big college hoops card tomorrow but we talked nl cy young earlier we're now 28 days from opening day in college or excuse me in college baseball in major league baseball <laughs> and uh nl cy young market we we talked about earlier and, and i guess we talked as much about the buy point as much as um the market itself let's start there maybe with the al cy young award conversation aaron we we started with in the National League, talk about, okay, we like this name or that name. or But we came back around to, let's wait. Let's wait until at least Memorial Day, if not the All-Star break. Heck, you can even wait until the trade deadline, maybe, depending on who you've got an eye on, to see when you can get a quality number. Um, what's what, Let's go from there and then start back, you know, start work backwards from buy point to which, which arms we actually like. All right. I'm rooting for these old farts who've been injured. DeGrom and Scherzer. Scherzer. <laughs> Scherzer, there's a 150 to one out there. I don't know if that's real. Yeah. Uh, 40 to one, 150 to one. I feel like I could bet that now because this he's, is a guy, I know he's getting, yeah. there's a lot of miles on him, but he can get into the conversation and at a crazy number like 150 to one. Max Scherzer is expected to return at some point this season. Give me that. But I think it's going to be too much that he misses. That's the thing. Yeah, the numbers were all over the place. The numbers were all Mm -hmm. over the place. There was, yeah, I did see 150, and then I saw much shorter numbers. But I think it's probably going to be half the year. So I don't think he's just going to have that opportunity. Um, that's the thing with Scherzer, but yeah, when you see him, we've seen guys that, that is the one thing with this. Like there's some awards in some sports where you're like, Oh, too old, past the prime. Can't get it back. That is not the case in baseball. Like, what Verlander has been able to do. Also like when Scherzer was traded to the Mets, like he didn't, he wasn't good that season until the very end. Remember? Right. So I, I still think that he could come on to the scene late. A lot of things would have to go right. And there wouldn't, there would have to be not a lot of competition at the top for him to enter the conversation later in the season. But I still think like at one fifty to one, like we all know he's an animal, like he's not even human. So it is possible. Right, and I think in the AL side of the market, too, like, it's not unrealistic at all to look at, say, I don't know, I'd say the top 
three or four names on the board. Like, let's talk Cole, Galsman, Burns, Framber, and go, okay, what if none of those guys is lighting it up through the first half of the season? What if they're all, sure. you know, pitching well, but but not lighting it up? And then you take one of these guys, in particular Scherzer. McClanahan's another one, again, based on when he may come back. He, his return might be a little bit later than Scherzer and might take him out of this conversation. But somebody comes back around the all-star break or just after and slams on the gas for two months. Okay. That might be enough. Again, we, mm-hmm. when we talked about the national league market earlier, Joe, we talked about how this is not, you know, these are not the Rob Deere days, right? This is not when Nolan Ryan would throw <laughs> 300 innings. Um, sorry. I had to just sprinkle in the Rob Deere reference just to totally take us off the Friday rails. Uh, but this isn't the, the olden days when you had to win 20 games to win a Cy Young. No. Tyler Glass now could start 20 games this year, and that would be considered possibly his largest workload of his career and could be enough given the metrics. You know, the K per nine, the ERA, um, to put him in the Cy Young conversation in the National League. So then all of a sudden you bring it back to these older guys that are coming back in the American League and – it's not unrealistic to talk about a guy coming back just after the break, getting what, 18 starts in maybe, you know, 15 to 18 starts. And if the numbers are, are blowing everybody else out of the water, the metrics, right? The rate stats, then they get consideration, especially when they've got a previous reputation, like a guy like Scherzer. I want to bet Burns. It's like 10 to yeah. one, but do I want to bet it at, at that short of a number? It wouldn't surprise me at all if he ends up being the best pitcher in the American League. Goes there. Hey, how many? T- and it's not like he's been bad either. Like he's still at the peak of his powers. And then now you're going into the most competitive situation you've ever been in. And everybody's talking about Baltimore. They're no longer the cute story. Now there are big expectations with that team. We're talking about World Series, and it's legitimate after what they did last year and how they improved this roster. So Burns is the third favorite at ten to one. It, it certainly is enticing. Some other names that pop. This, this one is scary because of what could happen. Talking about Dylan Cease. You know the strikeout rate is always going to be there. At times, the workload, like he only lasts five innings. But like we've talked about, sometimes that ends up being the norm in the sport. Walks are always an issue. If he can take care of the walks, you know, just a little bit, he will be in the conversation. The problem is, what if he starts the season with the Sox and then he gets dealt to the other league. Like that's where your value kind of goes away. I'm not worried that the Sox are going to stink. Like he could put up like such ridiculous numbers that he garners some attention. And then maybe he's in a competitive situation with a playoff team. And he's more, since he's noticed more on the national scene, 27 to one. Like I see that next to his name and I want to bet it. But the thing is like, yeah, the possible trade. And is it going to be to the other league? Uh, could completely mess that up. Other names that pop, like McClanahan's always a guy, but it looks like he's going to miss half the season that you want to take a look at. Uh, Joe Ryan, Mm -hmm. 50 to one over in Minnesota. He's got that sort of potential. Okay, this guy was awful last year, but it's a monster number. And when he's right, he has this sort of a ceiling. Can Rodon bounce back? We've seen teams go to New York, players go to New York, stink to start all the pressure it gets to them and then maybe it takes them a year to settle in Rodon is 101 at some spots numbers all over the place are some 50s out there as well I I know it's tough to beat out his teammate when his teammates Garrett Cole 
But I'm just saying that if he can, it's he's one of those guys that you talk about putting together a full season if he ever can. Right. He has the ability to win the Cy Young. I didn't look at him. Um, is there anyone else in the American League, like shorter odds that you would take a stab on, or are you just mostly looking at longer yeah. shots at this point? I, like I, I mean, I have. Picking. Yeah, Seattle so that's where I was going to go. It okay. is, he's a little shorter. He's 11, anywhere from 11 to 1 to 15 to 1 Castillo. Lowest projected mm-hmm. ERA of any AL starting pitcher. And this is a workhorse, right? Expected to throw 170, 180 innings. This is a guy who could put – this is a guy who could stack, stack up 18, 19, maybe 20 wins if he's healthy all year. And he could do it on sort of a darling kind of team, right? A team that could upset the Astros for the division, a team that was this close last year that everybody's going to be watching, that's stacked in the rotation, has a baby face in the middle of the lineup in Julio Rodriguez. Like, I really like Castillo if we're looking for somebody with shorter odds. And then somebody who's a little more middle of the pack that I had an eye on, uh, Eflin in Tampa, 30-1 to to 40-1. to Ooh. You go to all the savant numbers, right? All those underlying metrics that we talked about in the MVP race the other day. I'm talking about like sweet spot rate and hard hit rate and expected weighted on base average. Like it's silly, but like you roll through multiple columns in those baseball savant categories and he's in the top five in all of them in the American League. And so... That's a guy that if you if you have any belief in the Rays whatsoever, Eflin's going to have to pitch well for them to be in that conversation late in the year in the AL East. So Eflin, I like Castillo, I like out West. Those are two um, slightly shorter than the the one hundred and fifty to one on Max Scherzer. And with uh, Luis Castillo, I mean, this guy just keeps getting better. He finished fifth in the AL Cy Young vote last season. That was the highest of his career. So I think that is definitely a good look. It looks like he's, you know, looked pretty good so far this spring uh, in his debut. You know, man, I I really like that Eflin look. I think that's pretty strong at 40 to 1 uh, for a few different yeah. reasons. Now you've got all the injuries in that rotation. Glass now's out now with the Dodgers. McClanahan expecting to miss the first half of the season. Eflin slots in there as the Rays' number one. And nobody's going to say that the Rays won't be in the conversation because every year they end up finding a way. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened last year with Eflin? Uh, all those years in the Phillies, then he makes the move to the Rays. And we know how smart they are as an organization. Well, his case per nine went from 7-7 seven, seven to 9-4. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, that's Cy Young stuff. When you make a jump like that with your strikeouts, and we know how important that is. Um, what, do you, what do you make? He did make 31 starts last year. Yeah, the problem is they they it's the Rays. So sometimes they have the openers and they they rely on their bullpen yeah. so much. He only had 177 innings. You probably need to be closer to 200 innings, but that's a good good spot. His his walk rate was also um, the lowest of his career. So he's in the right spot to succeed, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's in that conversation. Yeah, and to circle back around to one that you mentioned earlier, because I do think that there's just the AL East is littered with names, and then it feels like everything in the West uh, is up for debate as well, at least as far as starting pitching goes. You mentioned Burns. Like, here's the thing if the Orioles get out to a fast start, if the Orioles 
are playing really well and the starting pitching is being anchored by Burns. I know they still have other quality arms in the rotation despite the injuries, but mm-hmm. if they if they still have quality starting pitching despite uh Bradish's absence, that's going out and getting Burns is going to get a lot of credit for the Orioles still leading the division if they lead the division for much of the season. And so that's another sort of it's it's backed by numbers if they get to that point, but it's also hashtag narrative. You know, they oh, they went and got Corbin Burns, and he's look what he's done for this rotation despite the injuries and the pitching staff is held together with Corbin Burns. I like that one too. Um, so the the one thing I think we can all agree on, nothing's coming out of the central. Again, these central divisions yeah. in both leagues are just absolute dumpster fires for individual awards especially twins have some arms that you can get behind fair uh but that's yeah. pretty much it yeah but yeah i don't know but lopez I maybe, think, maybe yeah. ryan is the only case that you can make i i do know some people that like scooball they think that and and the number is really short for me that's why i can't get there but as far as stuff wise maybe he enters the conversation probably a guy that for a month He'll be discussed, but is he actually going to win it over some of these top names? Probably not. But I would say, as far as AL Cy Young, like after Cole, after Cole and Burns, the rest of the names, is there anybody really scary? It might, it might just be someone that comes out of nowhere because it's going to be so challenging for Cole to go back to back yeah. years. Excuse me. And that I'm takes dying. us back around as, as yeah, as Erin <laughs> fights for her life. Um, that brings us that. back around to buy point again. No, you're good. Um, do we, I, how long do I we want to I was going to throw a name out really quick that i saw popping up when i was googling you know just who people were betting on raggins from the royals he was traded from the rangers is that someone you guys took a look at oh man i would so when when jake gets back well he's he's kc now because he keeps moving it around in the bad central yeah 30 to 1 he popped up a couple times when I was doing research. I honestly, full disclosure, don't really know who he is. But uh, yeah. he had a 264 ERA. Um, it seems like he had a decent season, but no one was really talking about him. Um, he can touch 101 on the gun. So he's not he's not bad, but I don't know if anyone's talking about Royals players. So he could be a guy that no, surprises but- us. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you look at some of the AAA numbers from last year. I mean, when he was still in the Rangers organization, he's got a K per nine up around 14 and a sub-3 ERA. I think maybe he's one of those guys that maybe it's a year too early. Maybe this is the year Mm. where he gets kind of – he gets plugged into the role in Kansas City, and next year maybe we're talking about him. Um, But he would definitely Mm -hmm. be a surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we uh, probably haven't heard about him much because this is probably going to be his first full season. And, yeah. yeah, he makes the move, changes organizations. Like like Chris mentioned, the strikeout rate, problem is walks have always been an issue. That's probably why it took him so long, part of it. I, I assume there's injuries there because I, I see him not playing baseball for four years. So I don't know what, the, yeah. what that was about from 2017 four to 2021. Um, wow. So that that is strange uh but yeah yeah he came out of uh high school so that that's why he got to start so early um yeah it'd be tough it'd be tough that's kind of a guy you're taking a shot you like the stuff and maybe he comes out of nowhere and surprises but at 30 i couldn't get there 
Yeah. Two-minute drill on the way. We'll talk hoops, NBA, and college. And before we wrap up, lightning bets for you. Here on a Friday, we're live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily. Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. It is BetQL Daily alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. It's Friday. It's a little off the rails. Earlier, um, we addressed the elephant in the room from yesterday's show, which was Ben Brown. Half of us, half of us are pretty sure he pranked us by dropping references to <laughs> Penix and petering out the warts. Uh, we played it for you. Aaron's losing it again. We're more than 24 hours removed. She still can't handle the mention of this. You can go back, rewind to anything you may have missed inside your Odyssey app or download it as a podcast. BetQL Daily uh, and decide for yourself. But we were supposed to do nickel or dime there. And so now we're going to do nickel or dime. There we go. It's nickel or dime time. Um, and well, yeah. Let's it's do time it. for nickel or dime. Should you spend $500 or $1,000? Open up those wallets. We give you the answers on nickel or dime on BetQL Daily. you tell it's a friday uh paul yeah what do you have for us hey paul i'm just uh changing uh, you know changing stuff on the fly making sure titles of podcast segments are uh are accurate and all that so hold on uh all right nickel or dime no i know right god all right the great oh no that's the michael Penix debate. That was the earlier nickel dime. But here's where all my topics are. All right. NFL draft. (laughs) Yeah. We are uh, juggling some things. All right. NFL draft. Uh, Apparently our favorite offensive lineman, Joe Alt. Uh, 500 the nickel on Joe Alt as the first non-drafted quarterback at 8-1. to Or the dime on Marvin Harrison to go number three overall. At plus two twenty-five. Yeah, I'm just starting. I'm starting to flip. I'm starting to starting to think that Ben Brown was on Impractical Jokers. The more I think about it, it is March. (laughs) True TV is relevant once again, just for one week in our lives. Uh, Anyways, I'll. Are we even convinced that Joe Alt is the number one offensive lineman that's drafted? That's the name we're starting to hear some questions about that. He's been Mel Kuyper rated him like as the number six player overall. Yeah. And there's no way Marvin Harrison Jr. is lasting to six. There's no way he's lasting to five. If he falls. Yeah. Well, I, I would have to go dime Marvin Harrison, whether it be three is two a possibility? I don't think so, but he's going to be drafted before Alt or anybody else. He he's been the runaway. He was not quite Caleb number one, but after that, like that's the kind of territory I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be as the first non QB drafted. I think offensive linemen need love too, and you're getting better value. I mean, what good does it do if you don't have a good O line? You know, so 
I'm going to go with Joe Alt as first non-QB drafted at 8-1. to one. That would be my personal philosophy, like I talked about earlier, build the offensive line, but Harrison's just too much of a difference maker. I would take the dime on him to go uh, as uh, before Alt, which takes Alt out of the discussion as the first non-QB drafted. I don't know if Harrison goes three. Um, that's tough. I can't, uh, unless New England says, <laughs> hey, um, we don't trust ourselves or trust who we have in the building to develop a quarterback. I mentioned that uh, last week, I think, or early this week. Then I could see them going in on Harrison. But I guess if I've got to choose between one of these two, yeah, I guess the dime on Harrison at number three overall. All right, moving on to college hoops. Uh, Aaron brought up Marquette yesterday as a potential Final Four future. Let's look at the team they're playing tomorrow. Uh, the nickel on Creighton to make the Final Four at 7-1, to one, which we've also discussed. Just who who is that team? I don't know. Or the dime on Tennessee and Rick Barnes to not choke and make it to the Final Four. Good luck with that if that's where you're going, but they are 3-1 to one to make the Final Four. I've tried that game before. Doesn't end. Mm-hmm. Doesn't end well. Yeah. How many? So you tried Tennessee before, and then you got burned. Or was it two years ago? Yeah, like they were a metrics like, darling, and then they yeah. they stomped Longwood, one of our favorite teams on the show, and then they lost in the second round to like Michigan or Colorado State or something like that. Oh my God! That oh. marked. The amount of times that Aaron would go out of her way to say Logwood is ridiculous. Or the or the Peacocks. Remember their magical run? Peacocks. The year of the Peacocks. The magical. Um, McDermott made the Elite Eight a couple years ago. Oh, come on. Barnes Last year. versus Mc- Barnes versus BS any- Call right, right. kept them out of the right. Final Four. Yeah, no. Uh, Nickel, Creighton, 7-1. to one. Absolutely, without even seeing the path. Wow. Well, there's no way I'm betting Creighton since I just bet Marquette. So I guess I'll be the one to back Rick Barnes in Tennessee at three to one. They could be in brackets. Yeah, they could be in different regions. I will say it is interesting. At Lenardi's latest right now, actually Creighton is the three and Tennessee is the two. So, I mean, you could even turn this into like who wins that game. Hmm. They could face off. If they face each other, I like Tennessee in, in that match. Same. Um, and the, the only problem is Tennessee getting to the final four. Like again, to use Lenardi's latest bracketology as the example, Paul Houston's the one seed in that region. Mm. Uh, neither one of those teams, I don't think gets past Houston. So, I mean, t- Tennessee, depending on how they wrap things up, like if Tennessee goes on a run and wins the sec, uh, tournament, can they make an argument? And let's say Arizona falls on their face. Can they make an argument for, a one? I mean, I. so I'll take Tennessee. Uh, the Rick Barnes distrust is real, and I understand it. But Tennessee, mm-hmm. a dime on Tennessee at three to one to make the final four over Creighton. All right. You know what? Give me Kentucky as the four in that current bracket right now. With the one is Houston, Creighton as a three, Tennessee as a two. Right now it's Duke, but a four or yeah. five could be interesting. What number uh, all right, NBA. Have, what number do you have in Kentucky? Twenty. Okay, twenty-ish. Yeah, and everybody's 20, still talking. Which, which is where you can I mean, get now, right? You can put up a hundred and 
twenty points. Um, right. The the number right now. I mean, they are. Who do they have this weekend? Um, oh, let me um, see what the Kentucky. They're they're twenty two. So that's right where I got them. They have Arkansas at home this week. Okay, they should. They should win that game, uh, and then the rest of the way they've got Vandy, and then okay, so they close at Tennessee. Um, oh, so that's that'll be a big seeding game. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Don't know that's going to go great for the Wildcats, but we'll see. NBA talked about the Heat a little bit. Um, they did came up short last night, so I, I think we all like the number on its own. Heat in the East at fourteen to one, but and that number's still out there. So the nickel on the Heat in the East to win the East at fourteen to one, or the dime on the Nuggets as NBA champs plus four seventy five still out there. Same number as the Clippers, which we are obviously out on. Yeah, Nuggets have now rattled off five consecutive victories. Like, are we getting to the point where okay, they're gonna they're gonna turn around? in the final, you know, five, six weeks of the regular season, and they're just going to be the Nuggets. And it doesn't matter that the West is more competitive, that it, the West has more depth than the East. I'm starting to wonder that, guys, about the Nuggets. They might just roll through anyone, and everyone in the matchup out there does not matter. I understand the bets that have been coming in on back in the Miami Heat to come out of the East, because how many challenging matchups are you truly going to have? But I'm going to go dime Nuggets NBA champs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Yeah, my first thought is both because I've already bet the heat, um, thanks to our guests, tailed that. So the Nuggets, I'm with you, Joe. I mean, this is a team that is so dominant, and you're getting pretty good value um they're healthy i i could see the nuggets you know running it back so plus 475 on denver i think it's real easy and i can't push back against it at all given the way they've played the last couple of weeks um it's real easy to lean in on the nuggets um but the path you mentioned that joe like the path to an eastern conference uh title for the heat is so much I don't want to say easier because Boston's still in the way. Um, who knows if the Bucks figure something out? I know we don't believe in that around these parts, but the path is so much easier for the Heat <laughs> to an Eastern Conference wow. title than it is for the Nuggets to get to fight their way through the West, and then who knows what shows up against them in the finals. So mm-hmm. I would put the nickel on the Heat to win the East. Um, I think last night was a little bit more 
of an anomaly than anything else. Um, you, you don't you don't win five in a row on the road, four in a row on the road like they did um, without without being a really good team. And I think if we saw this run from the Nuggets that we're seeing right now a month later, I'd buy much more into, hey, they're going to keep this rolling into the playoffs and they're just going to be on a heater going into the postseason. But we still do have another six weeks until the playoffs. And I think it's just a little too long to keep that heater rolling all the way into the postseason. So give me the heat and the nickel. Just bummed we can't have Kyle Lowry finals MVP uh, when they get there. No. So, oh well, <laughs> RIP. We cannot. All right, baseball. Uh, two teams we like, but which do you like better? 500, the nickel on the Orioles to win the AL East at plus 205, or the dime on the Cubs to win the NL Central at plus 185? Man, yeah, I, I like both of these. It, it's tough to choose between the two, but I will choose the side that probably that has less competition, I think, mm-hmm. and that's the mm-hmm. National League Central. Because how many teams can win it? And I don't even believe that the Cardinals should be co-favorites or some some books slight favorites over the Cubs in the division. And then what? Are you buying all in on the Reds that they're suddenly all in the same year, all the pitching is going to turn around? And then you have the bottom feeders and the Pirates and the Brewers based on everybody <laughs> that they've lost up in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I, I would go Cubs, but I like both of these bets. I'll be betting on both of these teams to win their divisions. I thought the same thing. I like both of these, but the AL East is just loaded with talent that I feel like, I hate to say that it would be easy, but it seems a little easier for the Cubs to win their division than it does for the Orioles to me. And considering you're getting pretty similar value, um, or odds, I should say, I'll go with Cubs NL Central plus 185. Yeah, it's the same thing we just talked about with the NBA, right? The path. I mean, mm-hmm. the path to an NL Central Division title is a whole lot easier, I think, than the path to an AL East title. So the dime on the Cubs. Um, I do think the NL Central, not for good reasons, but I think it's going to be a whole lot more interesting uh, for the length of the season than maybe we think it is. I do th- think there's a little something happening there in Cincinnati. The Cardinals are the Cardinals. They're the boogeyman. I don't ever believe that they're dead. Um, and okay, Brewers are what they are. Pirates are what they are. Probably 80-win team at best. But um, I do think the Cubs will face a little bit more competition than maybe we would suspect. Um, But I I still take the dime on the Cubs over the nickel on the Orioles. If you think the Pirates are an 80-win team at best, then... At best. Like, everything breaks their way. Everything breaks their way. Then who's bad? Somebody's got to be bad. Where are the losses going? Well, I bet well, on the Brewers see, to finish last in the Central last year. That didn't work out. Did how'd that go? Back? Oh, believe Maybe me, there were some Brewers people on Twitter that were digging up old video clips of us talking about that. Yeah. Like, at the end of the year. This, <laughs> this division might have everybody between, like, 68 and 85 wins. Like, it, it the imbalanced yeah. schedule, like, nobody's going to beat up on anybody else. Like, how many years over the last 20 did the Cardinals or the Cubs, more so the Cardinals, get to 92, 93, 94 wins because they got to play the Pirates 18 times or they sure. got to play the Reds 18 times? And you don't get that anymore. You, you know, those four or five games, six games, depending on how the schedule shakes out, 
gets spread around some quality teams in the AL East or the West or, you know, so I don't, I do think it's going to be, it's going to be a bunch of teams between like 65 and 68 and 85 wins. Like, I just don't think there's a team that ends up running away with the central. Also, can we not do the Chris Bryant like redemption oh, project in God. the athletic? Like, dude, you went, you dude, took the bag that? and went to Colorado because you didn't want to handle the pressure. Which are we supposed you know, to feel sorry fine, for him? I didn't get that. But yeah, what do you want? What do you want? Like, he was also mad to disappear. He was mad at the time too. Like he thought he had more value and he didn't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And by the way, he sucks since. Yeah. You're going to forget that part of it? He's been awful. It was a great decision. Lightning bets on the way. We'll get ready to wrap things up for a Friday edition of BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Hopefully you got some fun planned for your weekend, and hopefully that weekend is closer to starting than farther away from starting. Welcome back into BetQL Daily. Presented by BetMGM, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. Chris Mack alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. Uh, If you missed anything today, Mike Rutherford talking college hoops with us in the second hour. A lot of draft and combine talk, especially surrounding the quarterbacks as they work out uh, tomorrow night. AL and NL Cy Young Markets. You can always rewind inside your Odyssey app or just subscribe to the podcast. Get the stuff given to you, handed to you, whatever you may have missed later in the day, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to BetQL Daily. And don't forget to watch the show as well. Keep it here all weekend on the BetQL Network, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and on YouTube, search Odyssey Sports. Time for some lightning bets. Uh, We'll do our best with Saturday College Hoops action because obviously we're working with uh, look-ahead Ken Palm lines right now, and we know how that can go sometimes. But there's NBA action tonight. What else do we have our eye on? Joe, you want to get us started? Yeah, sure. There's a lot going on. Well, earlier in the show, if you missed it, check out our breakdowns. Uh, we did the AL and NL Cy Young today. We'll continue to do some of these awards, uh, divisions, playoffs, win totals, all that stuff as we get closer and closer to the start of the baseball season. But um, you threw his name out first, Chris. And the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I really like the look of Zach Eflin. AL Cy Young at 40 to one, you know, they're all going to say the right things in camp. He's talking about how he's more comfortable with the Rays this year. He's slotted to be their one with all the injuries and after letting uh, glass now go, but he took a jump last year in his production in a lot of key metrics that voters look at. And I could see him putting it all together this year. And at 40 to one, that's an incredible amount of value. And we know how the race system how they work with guys. They're bringing him in. They see something. Like, we can yeah. fix this. And we started to see it last year. And I expect to see it for the full season. So, 40-1, to 1, I love that play. Eflin, A.L., Cy Young. College Hoops going uh, with a couple of home teams. Let's go to Big 12 first. I'll stick with Baylor. I don't trust Kansas right now. We talked with uh, Mike Rutherford about it earlier. They really lack depth on that team. I thought that they would be fine without McCullers. Wrong. It is killing them right now. So they're going on the road to Baylor where, yeah, they have a couple of home losses, but we're talking about an overtime loss to Houston and a three-overtime loss to TCU. 
Uh, give me Baylor. Ken Palm has the number at five. I think they take care of Kansas. And the other one, let's go for a 17-game winning streak with St. Mary's. St. Mary's Ooh. against Gonzaga. Uh, the Ken Palm line has it at two. Doesn't mean they're going to take them down in the conference tournament, but uh, I'm going to take St. Mary's in this spot. Fading Aaron Zags. You're in on Yeah, well, let's... Yeah. I will not I'm, I'm be there. on St. Mary's. So, according to Ken Palm, Gonzaga is now 17, St. Mary's 20. Mark Few dominates this conference. I get it. They're on the road, but I'm still going to back the Bulldogs in this spot. Plus two um that's the look ahead line according to ken palm the other one i like so creighton is an intriguing team they've been very inconsistent i don't know which version of them is going to show up i love marquette they have been rolling so i'll be on marquette in this matchup i really like what i see from them and uh what is the what is the look ahead again on that one um marquette catching four four Catch. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll be on Marquette plus four. Yeah, and you're starting to lure me in on Gonzaga. I'll be honest. You are. I'm starting I'm starting to come around. Maybe not on the futures yet, but at the very least they Mike Rutherford mentioned it earlier. They've played better the last couple of weeks, and I think I'm there for tomorrow night. If they're catching points. At a place where you would think they're comfortable, conference opponent, uh, St. Mary's. If they're catching points, then I will be on Gonzaga tomorrow night. Uh, Tonight, you guys aren't going to like it. I'm going to be chastised. I will be be made fun of if I miss on this. But the Bulls coming off, the double OT win, the Bucks playing better as of late, laying just three and a half on the road at Chicago. Give me Milwaukee uh, in Chicago against the Bulls. Yes, I'm doing it. And uh, one more. I got some hockey tonight. Gertrude, I did not give you the heads up on this. But the Arizona Coyotes are just not just trash, not just a dumpster fire. They are that meme of the floating dumpster fire moving down the river towards inevitable doom. They have lost Arizona 14. in a row the Arizona Coyotes 14 in a row and I think only two of them maybe three have been one goal games so Ottawa back home they've lost a couple in a row as well but both on the road Ottawa Senators back home tonight hosting the Arizona Coyotes on the puck line it's plus money Mm -hmm. thank you very much Uh, plus 125 Ottawa on the puck line at home against Arizona I think I've got to dive in with like Chris. What what are we doing with this Bucks line? What what are we missing? Um, like, they they've played very close games this year. They've played three times. Two of them went to overtime. I think that's part of it. You know what? I'm going to cite the Kings Nuggets corollary and say this is where the Bucks are like, all right, like enough we're of this cute this. little team. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we're not in on cute little stories, cute little teams this weekend, I guess, but. Yeah, I'll be, I'm with you. I'll I'll be a sucker. I'll go with the, the Bucks minus three and a half at the Bulls. Uh, in Doc, we trust. Famous last oh words. My. Question mark. And then, <laughs> yeah, 
And then the SEC team, like these are two the two like I guess they're gonna make the tournament teams. I don't know that South Carolina is that good. They just yeah they just went to Texas A&M and beat a bad A&M team that is like headed straight for the NIT. Um, looking at like Florida's plays at a fast pace, got a much better offense. Carolina, I mean South Carolina, they make their money on defense. Offense is okay. I just I think. You know, Florida is a great offensive rebounding team. And we talked about this. Like, the trend of, like, the short home favorites, we've kind of seen that starting to turn. Like, we've seen this road, these road teams. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them more elite, like the Kentuckys of the world, Baylors of the world, going into these place, these road conference opponents as dogs and winning outright. So, I will take, I'll take the Gators. It's projected plus two right now. Um, so, I'll be on Florida. We're, real quick, I wanted to throw one more in there, but I, I don't know. What's the projected total on Kentucky-Arkansas? Because now <laughs> I'm going to be a big dummy, and rather than bet the under on a Kentucky game, I'm now going to irrationally overreact and probably blind take an over on a Kentucky game. Uh, 167. On 167? At home. Oh, at home? Yeah, definitely. What, yeah, look, Arkansas is... Arkansas has given up fewer than 70 just twice in the last two months. So I think Kentucky might push triple digits again. Give me the over on Kentucky-Arkansas as well. Whatever it ends up being. And somehow we survived the week of the Michael Penix breakdown. Somehow... We got through it, and here we are on a Friday, feeling okay. Michael Penix. (laughs) It's not over. The draft is far away. Too far away. Paul, have we we posted the clip yet to social and tagged Ben in it? Like, is is it up? Do you think he's seen it yet? Let me see. Oh, no. Uh, I, I see now, no notifications, so I, I do not believe okay. it has been uh, sent to the masses just yet. Well, there's your cliffhanger for this afternoon. Oh, Keep we got to wait till on... Monday for an update? <laughs> uh, the group chat will be, will be blowing up. Yeah. Uh, and I do love, but my other favorite clip of the day that has been posted, I will kiss my sister on this one. Shout out Joe Ostrowski. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are disgusting. What is wrong with you? It's a normal term. The Polish Uh, rifle. Two systems. This is... (laughs) You guys are all just trying to make me look bad. Everybody's out to get me. I get it. Everybody's out to get me. Just say, oh, yeah. I don't even know who the social... You can say, oh, yeah. (laughs) Who's our social (laughs) person today? It's not Mario. That's Mario. Everyone's favorite. Is it? uh, Of course it's Mario, because we were trashing him uh, the other day for like 20 minutes, and Jake was just... Man, I said Jake he looks like, like Jackson Holiday. That was a compliment. Yeah, but overall, like the the representation on the show was just killing him. Just and it was Jake, his jealousy, Jake's yeah. jealousy. That's what that was. There's, it, it's almost Jake's like a yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a weird sibling rivalry of sorts between those two. You know, can you can you sense mm. the well, competitive aspect to who, it? Who do we think pulls in more women? Mario or Jake? Jake, stop. That's a dumb question. <laughs> really? Jake's got that Twitter game. Like, I don't even know what that world's like. 
like Jake, no yeah, yeah Jake has from it. Twitter yeah, I don't know got, if Ma- got... I, I have no idea about Mario though we talk <laughs> they are known as the that is a... F boys oh that's awesome <laughs> oh boy uh, I mean this is gonna... let's just say that Jake was very quick to reference Devil's Triangle the other day so true <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Mario, did they make eye contact? Eye contact. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, no wonder Madison left the state. Wow. Yeah, she yeah. literally left the state, left the region. Going to Rhode Island. It's oh, a better spot for me. There they are. They're, they're, the, they're the Mario cornrows. Uh, wow. It's that's, a look. Yeah. That's a look. It's a, it's a choice. My, it's a decision. My, you know what we could do someday? Not just two polls, but like a BetQL like fight draft. Like who you would want to fight. We did that at some of our stops. That's a fun way yeah. to like, okay. who would you want in a scrap? Cause the problem. You book Mills Lane? <laughs> or just on your side. <laughs> yeah. If it's, yeah. If, it's in Aaron, if it's in Aaron's neighborhood, she will be... Beating up the name. Oh yeah, Amy. I hope I see her. Karen, Amy, look out! (laughs) Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll be back Monday at nine Eastern here on BetQL Daily.